Welcome to Good News, Bad News, the Libertarian Christian Roundtable, where every other week we challenge the status quo and give you the libertarian Christian analysis of what's happening in your world. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Good News, Bad News, the Libertarian Christian Roundtable. This is a project of the Libertarian Christian Institute. And if you don't mind, before we get started right now, why don't you do one of those things that all the YouTubers say and, you know, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, do all those little things that you're supposed to do to help the YouTube algorithm figure out where we are and so on and so forth. But we really do appreciate it. Thanks for sticking with us. We, we do uh, we have a lot of fun here and we have uh, a number of topics that we're going to get right into about the news of the day and discuss from, you know, kind of a Christian libertarian perspective, what is happening in the world. With us today, we have, uh, we have Carrie Baldwin over here. We've got Doug Stewart, the CEO of LCI, and Aaron Sepulveda, uh, the, the man himself, who is, who is very much in charge uh, right now of, of, the, of the Facebook page uh, for Libertarian Christian Institute, as well as being our brand new general editor of the site. So we're glad to have everybody here. Oh, also, this is actually a good time to point out that, uh, this actually on the day we're recording this february 2nd 2022 it is the 13th birthday of the libertarianchristians.com slash lci facebook page in the first place so like bitcoin we've now entered teenagerhood with the with at least with the facebook page <laughs> and uh and that is pretty cool when you think about it uh so i'm, I'm happy to have everybody here guys we're gonna get right into it um the first topic that we kind of that we wanted to get right onto was uh, the nexus of cancellations that have been happening in a most hilarious way over the last week, week and a half or so. And, uh, and we've seen a bunch of weird stuff happening all at once. Um, guys, what do you think? We first off got the one and only Joe Rogan. Who now didn't get canceled. Who didn't get canceled, but it was sort of threatened to. I mean. Well, they're, they're canceling themselves. But it's, so you had Neil Diamond. So yeah. yeah, Neil Diamond and. No, no, Neil Young. <laughs> See, oh yes, that's yes, the yes. problem. It's like our generation doesn't even care. Neil, <laughs> we like know. Neil, Neil Diamond, Neil. I saw, well, Neil something. I saw, I saw a meme that was like the people who actually understand what Spotify are don't know who Neil Young is, and the people who really care about Neil Young don't even know what Spotify is. Yeah, which is fantastic. <laughs> like, what's Spotify? So we're talking about two Neils. No, there's only no, no, one. No, there's only one. I was mistaken. No. It's Neil Young who he said he said pull all, pull all my I, stuff I, off. You guys are sporting Joe Rogan. He's but, but Carrie inadvertently sort of makes the point. It's like for those of us who actually <laughs> use Spotify, what do we even care? Like I mean, <laughs> I, I I honestly thought it was more like a cultural thing that I didn't know about. I go, okay, you know, I was raised outside the United States. No, no, it's like it's just. Nobody knew what was going on. So it's a lesson it, with me. Thank you. Well, it's just, it's baffling to think that that Spotify would even remotely consider their $100 million contract with the biggest podcaster in the entire world who gets bigger viewership on every episode than like everything on cable news combined and that they'd allow Neil Young to threaten that. Right. Yeah. No, 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 it's, it's and, like, And by a huge factor, right? You're talking about like... 10 times more or something like oh yeah it's it's yeah. bonkers like the man the man has the biggest audience almost in the world at this point it's and you're talking the... about four hours discussions that that's yeah. the big that's a big issue yeah. that news is not a news is like i don't know uh pop whatever oh and, and people want long discussions joe, joe rogan yeah. is wiping main corporate media off the map it's yeah it's pretty amazing like him or not you gotta you kind of need to if you care about or even remotely want to track where society is kind of going like you at least need to be aware of what rogan is doing right <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's pretty wild to really consider i, th 
I think what's disconcerting for me about this entire thing is that people like I'm hoping that it becomes its own joke that cancel culture is sort of a joke in and of itself. Like, and maybe that'll be like the passing fad. But mm -hmm. what's concerning about me is that we have a culture who thinks that this is just an okay move for Neil Young to make. And you have to ask yourself, what is their what is their goal? Yeah. So so Neil Young, let's just say, just hypothetically, that Joe Rogan should be canceled by Spotify because Neil Young decide you know calls attention to something egregious and you know joe rogan's kicked off spotify do you, do you think he's just not going to be a voice in the world anymore that people are just aren't going to listen to him he's going to find yeah. another way to be listened to this is like it, there's no where in the world that you can go to where you can't find joe rogan <laughs> if you if he were not on spotify before he was on spotify he was on youtube and i guess just sort of on the free web and so it it's like what's the end game here their problem isn't really with joe rogan it's that joe rogan is popular and yeah. the yeah. persona of joe rogan what is interesting and i i didn't really know who joe rogan was until about two years ago and i've started to listen to um basically youtube interviews that he's done that are relative i wouldn't say old but some of them are old like ones he did with jordan peterson pre-pandemic and some other people and i'm just like he's just this curious guy talking to interesting people it's not like he's an anchor espousing a view. He's not Tucker Carlson. He's not, uh, what's the woman who looks like her on MSNBC, uh, looked like Tucker Carlson on MSNBC, uh, Rachel Maddow. Um, <laughs> not Rachel Maddow. Like, which is, no, seriously, I saw somebody do a, I saw do a face swap, and it was identical. like, no, no, no change. Yeah. Anyway, um, not to put either of those people down, even, you know, as well, much as well deserving though times. it may be yeah, well deserving though it may be it's just like what what do you guys think you're doing here like people like joe rogan even, why can't people like joe rogan they're even eating their own i mean whoopi goldberg was canceled or else suspended oh for two weeks for just a stupid comment about i i don't even remember yeah well actually i that that was yeah speaking of anchors and the views she uh, said right <laughs> i believe what she said had to do with um saying something about uh, the Holocaust wasn't about exactly race. exactly what it was. Yeah. And I'll share this here. You can see this on ah. the, the CNN entertainment. And the point she... she was, the point she was trying to make was essentially that when you look <laughs> at a person who is Jewish, you don't necessarily know that they're Jewish. Whereas you do know somebody is a black person or not, which, which is, I, I mean, non-controversial. What, it, like, what's the point? But it also is kind of silly because it, it like, it also is just wrong. Like about at least with what the with what the Nazis were trying to do, right? And it's like her her understanding of the situation is just wrong. But that doesn't mean that she should also get you know ejected right. from for two weeks from her show. Like that's that's <clears throat> stupid. I yeah. mean, yeah. that's that's what's baffling about it all is that despite the fact that you know, okay, yeah, you made a dumb comment. And like you're obviously, you know, not particularly well versed in history, uh, but, well, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be on your show. Either. That, but that brings up a good point, because I mean, even Joe Rogan, he came on, <clears throat> he made a little, you know, little selfie video sort of responding to this Neil Young thing. And he said, look, I'm not always right. I'm oftentimes thinking out loud as I'm, you know, interviewing these people. I've said things that. Um, <clears throat> 
you know, I would go back and say, yeah, it's a mistake. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily espousing these things. Yeah. I'm just having a conversation with people who, you know, have different ideas and I'm just letting them talk basically. And, you know, so Spotify is allowing him to carry on a diet, allowing him quote unquote, uh, to, (laughs) to carry on a dialogue with people who have different ideas and he, he dialogues very well and it's very interesting. And then here you have Whoopi Goldberg. Oops. She makes one stupid comment and she's, and she's push. out for two weeks. It's like, <laughs> why, why can't we have conversations and, and be free to make mistakes? Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. I still want to see her back on Star Trek. On the other hand, I hear Yoko Ono is threatening to put her music on Spotify if they don't take Joe Rogan off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Is gonna have to oh. <laughs> I won't be able to avoid her anymore. Oh no! I, I, I would cancel Joe Rogan and Spotify together if that happens. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, that's it. You're done. I'm not even on Spotify. Well, wild. Well, and who knows what's next? And uh, in the in the next in the next edition of the left is eating themselves. Uh, okay. okay. Speaking of, speaking of, yeah. <laughs> But uh, at any rate, I think that kind of wraps that up pretty well. Uh, but there's all sorts of other things happening uh, with regards to, you know, with regards to COVID-19, with regards to, you know, other other weird politics things going on. <laughs> Carrie, tell us what's been happening in, in Canada. I, I'm, oh, de- Canada. I'm really curious. To, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Canada. What just happened? Oh my gosh. So um, on the 29th, they officially had a a freedom convoy meet in Ottawa, um, which now millennials in America know that Ottawa is the (laughs) capital capital of Canada. I was there when I was a kid, so I didn't know what was going on. Once. That's a a joke from JP JP Sears I stole. Anyways, yeah, so you ended up having, uh, and I don't know what the final numbers were, but the the last number I heard was something like fifty thousand truckers who came in from every direction, like literally north, east, south, and west, and uh, just. I didn't know Canada jammed. had that many truckers. I know. <laughs> um, well, not only did they have Canadian fifty thousand Canadian truckers all meet in in Ottawa and they like jammed the roads like completely blockaded they had something like a hundred thousand vehicles and untold numbers of of people who all met at parliament um and all across Ottawa but they also had some number and I don't I I don't know how many but some number of um, uh, U.S. truckers blockading at the border in in solidarity (laughs) so they're pro they're protesting now the news was like oh they're protesting vaccine mandates and that's certainly true but 90 percent of the uh canadian truckers have already been vaccinated what they're protesting is the vaccine mandate but also all the other mandates the lockdown like the whole kit and caboodle yeah it's and pretty maddening out there it's it started out as a protest of the vaccine mandate specifically that you had to um show your papers at the border or quarantine for two weeks if you entered canada with without <clears throat> being vaccinated um but eventually canadians just uh turned it into an all-in-out 
protest against the entire thing. And Trudeau had the nerve to come on yeah. and say, <laughs> this is a small fringe group with unapproved uh, opinions and they should just go home. Did he, he literally, literally said unapproved opinions? unapproved opinions? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. It, it's and small, small, small fringe group. And they're, they've just, they, they've discussed it. Like Canadians are disgusted <laughs> with them. And it's like, which ones? Cause they don't like, they're all out there. Yeah. Uh, um well hey all, all you know this is encouraging because all it takes is a small fringe group to change you know to change people's if only, uh, attention. If only if, who would have predicted that, that it would be truckers yeah right <laughs> fantastic right? i fantastic. think it's great i think it's I mean, fabulous and they yeah, literally canadian truckers uh i i saw some some on the ground cell phone footage and they were literally like at the doors of parliament with their trucks honking their horns like pulling on their freaking horns like laying on it for i mean you had to have i'm sure there That's were people so there with with uh earplugs because it was insane and they've been doing that they've been doing that for the past what's today the second what four days they've been there they've they packed it in they said they're not leaving until trudeau steps down and they and they wow. move all of you know it'd be really great is if they all ran out of gas and then they couldn't move <laughs> Conveniently, though, Trudeau came down with COVID yesterday and was Aww. shuffled off to an undisclosed location where he could badmouth them. Oh, some he more. can so probably he can convalesce. Truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe convalescing in Canada. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, who, kn who knows I'm where still, that's going to end up? I'm still stuck on the he actually said unapproved opinions. Yeah, that, that's bizarre. That's, yeah. that's, it. that's actually scary. He also tried I mean, to say. Thankfully, that wasn't Biden, but he probably could have said it. He also tried to say that um, this was this was a this was a group of white supremacists. Oh yeah, racist and misogynistic. And you've got pictures all over There's the place. So many Canadians people. that are white supremacists. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you have so many pictures of Canadians from various ethnic back backgrounds going. Nah, -uh. no, sorry, we're not falling for it this time. Yeah, and yeah, it's just it's madness. But wow, what a what a week. So good for Canada. <laughs> good I, for Canada. Even saw, I even saw some Gadsden flags out there. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So well, so that's I bet it so was that's... a really nice protest though. <laughs> well, there they, were, they, you know, there were signs they, that said drop an F bomb at they, Trudeau. So they I honk think the horn, yeah. honk the horn. <laughs> Sorry. You know. <laughs> there was there was one somebody had changed a Gadsden flag to have a Canadian goose on there that said please leave me alone instead of don't tread on me <laughs> oh wow that's that's fantastic you know it just sort of side note you know I I love uh the the libertarian parody artist uh Remy or mm. go Remy and he does fantastic work. And just a little while ago, he had a, another, he did another one about, uh, uh, about building in San Francisco, but, uh, parodying, uh, Taylor Swift's you need to calm down. And I just <laughs> feel like it was, it was, it's great. It's fantastic, it but he almost needs to like do it again, but about like all the COVID hysteria everywhere. Right. Cause that's like, it's, it's like missed <clears throat> opportunity. So, <laughs> yeah. So. I say that and then, then I'm going to do it myself here. I don't know. I'm going to have to start writing. Talk on it. <laughs> but okay. Anyway, that's a, so that, that seems like a, an interesting opportunity there, I guess. But hey, uh, there's, 
There's a little closer to home, though. Uh, we had another mark of very interesting, you know, uh, let, know exactly where you want to what you want to call this exactly uh but a milestone a milestone yeah that's that's a good one <laughs> but usually um, we celebrate those <laughs> yeah uh, this or, or you know perhaps this is a you know more like the, the milestone where you drive off a cliff i don't i'm not sure uh but this is apparently like we have now surpassed the national debt of the united states has surpassed 30 not million not billion but trillion dollars. Now, perspective. How how zeros. big is how big is that? Well, okay. it surely is enough that it's uh, that it's bigger than you know the economies of like China and you know a number of countries in Europe all combined. But how dead, big is it really? really? I mean, how big is it really, Aaron? Tell us about this. <laughs> I, I actually don't know how to how to express. Okay, for sure, it is more than what Americans altogether spend in one year. Yes, more that that's for sure. Like in the whole economy in one year, the whole uh, money stream in one year, yeah. that one is that will be kind of like that. Now, this is the fancy way. So, why is it ridiculous? Why is it ridiculous? ridiculous and at the same time sustainable which is super weird <laughs> this is i know it's all you guys were saying like how is this even like it's not tangible yeah we've been living on untangible universe since long 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 time ago yeah. so that now remember that's why hayek could easily come out with say you know what if the government can do this like seriously the private sector can do this like there's no absolutely no reason why the private sector cannot do if we can just do intangible stuff like can the private sector cannot do it the best way to see the national debt is this. Poor little rich people need something to make gigantic transactions with, okay? And they don't like to have it in the bank. So <laughs> they just buy gigantic 1 million, 2 million bonds, which is the national debt, treasury, treasury bonds. And whenever they want to make gigantic payments, they transfer among each other. If you want to see it this way, the national debt is the money of rich people and checking accounts is the money of the rest. The and rest. so the rest. <laughs> the rest. So um, one of the those economists, yeah. the, the best non-Austrian economist that I know of, Andolfato, uh, he, he's from Canada, I think, if I'm, if I'm correct, or he's always very close to Canada. He said it, uh, the national debt is um, wholesale money payment, wholesale money not uh retail money yeah. so rich people and big financial institutions do not use money like you and i they use the national debt and it's very nice for rich people because where else would they have money and earn interest on that money without do you see what i'm saying so like yeah. they're gonna have money with no interest but the national debt provides the money service and they get some interest uh as as they go along so that's really it, it's really rich people, the one that demand the, the national debt, just so, just so you guys know, it's, it, it's wholesale money for, uh, for the world. So, and the big complaint or concern that libertarians should have, and I have been telling conservatives on, on this side, is that the bigger the national debt, all it means is that the federal government is getting bigger. That, 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 that's really, it just completely taking over. Uh, that means that it's a signal that society depends ever more and more and more and more upon what the, the federal government does. The United States federal government, by the way, 
And this has actually reached not just United States citizens, but quite literally at least international markets. So it's United States citizens and international markets have ever higher dependence upon the expansion of the federal government. So what exactly happens though? I mean, 30 trillion is a lot of money, but perhaps that what is also quite relevant here is that what happens when like the interest on the national debt begins to outpace the revenues of the federal government itself? They roll it over. Yeah, but then, but then like at that point, you know, you can't really expect that. I mean, if let's just say if, if it's $30 trillion and the interest is a trillion, but the revenues of the federal government is 0.9 trillion. Well, like now you can't even pay the interest on the national debt. So not only can you not like you, you stop being able to fund no, anything no, no. at that point. You, right? you, you, you roll it over, like you create a new bond with a bigger face value. Sure. That covers it. That covers it. You're paying the interest with the new bond. Yeah, but then that ad just adds more to the national debt so that yeah. over the next year, there's going to be even more. So it's yes. like, so it, Norman, we should introduce you to the concept of deep time. Uh, yeah, there's an time. infinite number of <laughs> years into the future. All you have to do is delaying it. Oh, <laughs> is that how it works? Well, I mean, but eventually, like, I think that like once you have, once you have the, an, in a, there is an inability to actually pay off that debt. And like, it's not even conceivable to do so. Like what, what you... this is issue that for example, at least the best example we could have would be Japan. Mm -hmm. They have been doing exactly this and their national debt, if I'm correct, as of lately is at least twice their GDP, yeah. not just a little bit more, but like twice. And then the interest rates never really go up. And now another thing, just, just, just to be also clear, it is a signal that the economy is real weak because nobody yeah. wants to invest in the private se sector and expand, everybody just wants to invest in the safest um, nominal asset, which is just the national that that's that's the safest yeah. place. So it is a bad it is a bad signal that we're kind of getting into sort of a Japanization of the economy. Right. Uh, it's it's, a, it's becoming little by little a zombie a zombie eco economy. It yeah. is bad signals. What I'm saying is that the debt is a signal of something that is even worse happening uh in in the background which is worse than the number but the number does, does tells you that it, it that that that, it, um, that things are not going not going right it, it is possible to continue to pay it um best example we have obviously you're not talking about 30 trillion right but during the reagan years you have an increase in the interest rates because the fed uh contracted the money supply very heavily so you have monetary contraction but you had fiscal expansion High spending on the Reagan years, just so conservatives know. Uh, low taxes, gigantic new uh, deficits, uh, fiscal deficits, which means Reagan was probably the first one outside of war to increase the national debt uh, to balloon it. And they always, all they were doing as interest rates were getting as high as, if I remember, it was like close to like 13% yeah. or more. Very insane. When we were born, literally, in the 80s, early 80s. All, All they were doing it was the new bonds were literally, let's say the first bond is one dot one million dollars plus I don't know twenty thousand dollars. The new face value was one million dollars, twenty thousand dollars, and then plus interest. So they just roll like the new the new bonds, they just get bigger face values. Sure. So so 
if this $30 trillion in debt is also wrapped up in international markets and the United States is at risk for Japanification or zombification, that's however you great, put that. No, Japanification sounds way better. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> what? I mean, doesn't that mean that international markets are also headed for the same thing? China. There you go. That That's a big concern. Certainly China. China. That, yeah. yeah that well, they're, I can that see they're going to be zombified. Precisely mm. because all of the excesses and the dependency of the central government or federal government. So it depends on which international markets are wrapped up in the U.S. economy. Uh, yeah. Repeat that, please. It depends on which international markets are wrapped up in the U.S. economy. Everything. I mean, that's everything. It's just that China is the closest one because mm. no matter how much they don't because want. Because it's the it. largest trade partner at this point. It, it right? is a lot. Yeah, exactly. So. Gotcha. Uh, I, 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 it would actually even be nice to see the second, if I'm correct, the second trade partner with the United States is Mexico. So that yeah. could actually have some type of, uh, some type of effect at least at the at the financial uh, level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, the the problem is the zombification of, of society. The economy is not is not dynamic anymore because nothing dies. The Fed ends up saving every silly little investment project that exists even if it's very low productivity, because with the low interest rates, you can always just um, roll it over. You can yeah. just roll it over. That, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. it, this is what really happens. It just keeps rolling over, rolling over, even if it's a very dumb and, and they're attracting a lot of real resources into very low productivity. So uh, this is what products. was meant by the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, oh, I'm kidding. It's all, it's all, it's all an <laughs> analogy for, for, the, for the reality. Uh, the, the one that has an excellent article, and if you guys can... Uh, and see, we'll be in the Institute, American Institute for Economic Research. Daniel Fernandez has an excellent article about the zombification and starts from Japan. And then now everything, everything moves in there. Highly, highly recommendable. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll make sure and get that link from you and we'll <clears> put it in the show notes or something to that effect. Uh, hey, well, that is a, that's a great way to kind of wrap us up here. Uh, it has been fun talking uh, with my with my good friends on these eclectic uh topics here I like and, but we yeah but we do <laughs> hope that you have enjoyed this as well uh and of course if you if you would please make sure you uh give us a give us a good review if you don't mind uh on your pot if you're listening to this on audio or if you would please just like and subscribe the youtube stuff down down below here we would appreciate that and come visit us at libertarianchristians.com uh if you if you are at all interested in learning more about the intersections of libertarian ideas and christian theology and finally, of course, if you have a question that you'd like to ask the crew, please go to libertarianchristians.com slash contact and send us a message. We'd be glad to hear from you. Uh, so until next time, uh, this has been Good News, Bad News. Thanks a lot, guys.